Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. On today's episode of the Five Core Life, Will is interviewed on the School for Startups radio show by Jim Beach. A fun, dynamic conversation talking about entrepreneurship and Will's journey through doorstep delivery and founding More Momentum, you're absolutely going to love today's episode. So are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. We are back. And yes, we still really, really do appreciate you being with us. Very excited to introduce you to our first great entrepreneur today. His name is Will Moore, and this is an amazing, impressive story. He has a company now called More Improvement, and that's two O's, M-O-O-R-E, Improvement. So we got the double entendre going there. But before that, right after college, he co-founded a off-campus rental business and a company called Doorstep Delivery, which was restaurant delivery years before Grubhub. He grew that company to 19 branches and sold it for $330 trillion. Wow, that's a lot of money. Oh, that's a typo. 330 million. <laughs> Not trillion. I, I should, should have seen that coming. Anyway, he is now <laughs> with us today to talk about, as I said, more momentum, which is a self-improvement goal. It's a movement. Will, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, my man. It's great to be here, Jim. I really appreciate the the kind intro, and I'm excited to be here. I'm sorry about that trillion thing, man. You know that would have been nice. Don't apologize. Let's let let's go with it. You know, what? I hey. just stepped off my jet within a jet within a jet. Uh huh. Because I have three of them inside of one another. Because as a trillionaire, you got to figure out how to keep yourself occupied. So I literally just kept buying jets that were bigger and bigger and putting them in in one another just to have fun. Yeah, but where would you? put all of the stuff that you buy eventually you would run out of places to put the stuff you know so this is very true no and, and in all seriousness it's uh it's something that i talk about um and and what i've pivoted into so i spent the first half of my life chasing the the dollar and um in, in doing that i learned some very very valuable lessons and i learned what it actually means to go from point A to where, you know, I grew up very poor with nothing to then setting a goal and achieving it to then what that feels like and what it actually means. And then, then what life's about. So that's kind of where I pivoted to now and what I'm trying to help people with. All right. Let's talk about all of that in a minute. Uh, let's clear up some of the, the first part of the discussion first. Uh, you wish you still had your delivery business now? My goodness, that industry has exploded. So I am so one thing that I, I pride myself on, and this is a, a humble brag, is I feel like I've got something in me is good with timing. 
And timing, you know, they always say timing is everything. It's not everything, but it's it's a big part of things. And being able to spot trends and be aware of, you know, for instance, this industry I got in years before Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, all these companies, I got into this food delivery business and we kind of bootstrapped it. My friends, uh, a couple of my, my buddies and I, and we essentially started growing it and it started, we're like, oh wait, there's something here. And then the cell phones started being, iPhone came out literally the year that we, we launched. And it's like, oh, wow, all of a sudden people can order on their phones now. And then it just got to be so big and we were taking off. And then, of course, with opportunity comes big money. And so that's where these other companies came in and they raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Now they worth billions of dollars and started to compete with us. So we got out, in my opinion, at the exact right time, because there's no way unless we went and started raising our own huge amounts of money, which we did start raising some money just to be able to keep up and be able to exit the way we wanted to. But we kind of timed it perfectly to where I would not want to be competing in that business right now. It is a really, really sticky competitive business that I do, would want nothing to have a part of right now. <laughs> I have been in some industries like that too. So uh, I can understand. All right. Tell us though about the bootstrapping portion of that. How were you able to build the business bootstrapping, competing? Obviously you did it a couple of years before, but competing with people who then spent a hundred million dollars to build the same business. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty neat how that all played out. So like I said, I, I, it actually started, you mentioned my real estate business in the beginning. I started in real estate and I was actually at one point I was, I was buying houses, fixing them up, renting. It was part of my real estate business. And then another part was I was actually working for a company and we were selling land and we would literally be stuck in the office for 10, sometimes 12 to 15 hours at a time taking calls because it was, it was an incoming call thing. The company would advertise for these huge parcels of land and then people would call in. And so this was during the heyday of the real estate boom before it crashed. And it was literally, we couldn't even get off our chair to go to the bathroom, let alone get food. And if we wanted food, we would have to order it through the secretary at the front desk and it would be pizza or Chinese. And so it was like, okay, there's got to be something better than this, a, a better alternative but there, there really wasn't. So we said, okay, let's do it. So we're going to do it ourselves. So basically perfect timing. Again, the real estate market started to correct itself and crash. I saw that. So I got out of that. And then I pivoted into this and just started growing it. And I didn't even know at the time there was an option really to go raise money. I mean, it just wasn't even on my radar. It was sort of like, I want to start this business. I grabbed my best friend at the time who ironically worked at the real estate company with me. I said, let's do this. And we just started doing it one day at a time. And it took us four or five years to really get our momentum going and kind of really start building up the business to where we started franchising it out and it started to explode. And then that's when, you know, towards the tail end, you know, people realized, wait, there's a lot of money in this. And then that's where the big companies came in and started to compete with us with their billions and millions of dollars. And we just said, okay, now it's time for us to exit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what industries do you see now coming up? Obviously, you have this radar. So uh, tune us in for what's next. Good question. I've been thinking a lot about that, actually. So one, the thing that I'm doing now, you know, there's, a, there's this bad, in my opinion, there's a bit of a stigma with the word self-help, personal development. Sure. It's definitely gotten better since I was a kid, but it's it's there's still sort of that and it's funny i actually mentoring some college kids 
And one of them uses this term that, that everybody uses nowadays, these Gen Zers. They say tryhards. And I said, well, what is a tryhard? And he said, well, they basically call you out and try to make you feel bad for trying hard, for trying to better yourself, right? And immediately my mind goes to what I know that is, which is these are people who are, you know, the majority of people who feel that they're maybe not going to get ahead and they don't want to see somebody else get ahead because that means they're going to have to apply themselves and start bettering themselves and they don't want to be left in the dirt. So that's just a, a visceral reaction to just sort of say, Hey, why are you trying so hard? You well, know, well. Like you might, yeah. so these are people making fun of this term makes fun of and belittles the people that are trying hard. Is that correct? That's exactly right. And so I thought I found it interesting that that's still a term. But who are the try harders, the people making fun of or the people actually trying hard? The try harders are the people trying hard. OK, good. It's the okay. people that are trying to better the, their situation. They're trying to actually, you know, do things that are going to take them either, whether it's their career. I have these five core areas, their career, their relationships their physical health, whatever it is, they're trying to better themselves. And then there's these people, these, you know, in my generation, they were called haters. You know, <laughs> each generation has its own version. And so I found it interesting. Sure enough, Gen Z, they call they have these people that are calling them try harders, but they're really the haters from my generation. How sense. old are you roughly? Will, what generation do you consider yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 44. Okay. So I grew up, I was 1976. I was an 80s kid. Um, you know, Back to the Future. So what are Goonies, what is that? Gen Gen Y. I'm 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 technically a so I think technically I'm a millennial still. Millennial, or wait, okay, yeah. Or excuse me, no, maybe it's Gen X. Got this good question. I should know the answer to that. I think I'm kind of right on the cusp with some with in a few between a few. But I mean, I guess maybe it doesn't surprise me. I don't know because I don't look at age that way. Um, and I even try not to label people, but just for the purpose of this conversation, you know, that you consider right now the youth, like kids in college coming out of college, those are the Gen Z years, right? So those yeah, yeah. are like the up and coming, so to speak. So You're back Gen to Gen X, the lazy MTV generation is what you are. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that makes sense. I looked it up. That's it's official. Your Gen X lazy official. MTV generation. That's the Got official it. title. I need to remember that because yes. MTV was a huge part of my life and I did spend a lot of hours sitting on the couch watching. So that makes sense. Um, but but yeah, back to your original question. I mean, I, I want to like make I want to change all this, right? My whole purpose, my goal now is to make self-improvement cool. Personal development to where it's like, okay, yeah. I want to become the best version of myself. Why the hell not? And how can I do it? How can I help? And right now it's so hard. I feel like there's just so much living in this Insta generation where literally there's a million things coming at you at once. And to know what kind of principles to live by, how to get ahead, like for sure versus, Oh, that guy said this, or this guy's trying to sell me this for nine 99. And Oh, somebody said I should read this book. It's just so complicated. So I'm kind of trying to simplify it, make it cool, fun, relatable, to basically become the best version of yourself, which ideally my ultimate mission is to then help the world become the best version of itself. So, you know, if you think back on the history of self-improvement, maybe Dale Carnegie was one of the first big ones in what, 1910, I think was when he started writing something around and then, and then you get to people alive today. And I can think of one or two people that maybe made the whole self-improvement just industry look bad 
I can think of yep. one really, really tall guy. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and, you know, he's just, I think he makes it look bad. I agree. I agree with you. I actually and, sat next to him. This is interesting, Will, at the yeah. Star Wars number one world premiere. You know, they did four, five, six, and then 20 years later, they came out with the horrible mm-hmm. one with Jar Jar Bing. Jar Jar. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I was invited to the world premiere of that in Hollywood and flew out wow. there and sat next to that really tall guy. Get out of here. Yeah. So there's my wow. claim to fame. There's your claim. Well, or as we're saying now, we won't mention the name, but I'm 100% with you and that I – that's exactly, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Like when I give examples of like, this is what I don't want to be. I don't want to be this cheesy, schmarmy, like in your face, like just throwing advice at you and saying, now go figure it out. And also just saying, you know, get. I don't, there's, just, there's a couple other people out there. I won't mention names that are doing it in a way that they're actually building some traction. And so I give them credit for actually the younger generation is starting to listen to some of these people and it still is in the whole self-help personal development vein, but the way they're doing it, I I don't love. It's a lot more aggressive in your face, cursing, whatever. And and to me, there's, there's, there's room for my take, which is I like to use humor. I like to be fun, playful. If you go to my Instagram page, my website, you'll see I got this video of me dancing like a maniac. And, and it's just, hey, how can we tap back into that? We're all, we're all on the same page here. We all just want to be happy. And we all had that when we were little kids. How do we tap back into that? How do we get back, tap into that human spirit and become the best, most awesomest version that we can? And it kind of all ties into this momentum movement that I'm talking about. There's more momentum in these five different core areas. And basically stopping whatever failure habits you've developed in each and then replacing them with success habits. All right, let's go through the five core. If you don't mind, you already gave us three of them. I caught careers, relationships, and something about health. Did I get those three correct? You did good, good, good listening. You, you get an A for, for listening today. Well, thank you. Will. You know, that's actually my job. <laughs> so you should be good at it, but still you get credit because most people do not listen. Most people just are waiting to to speak. So that's, that's good. Well, yeah, so yes. well, I appreciate you noticing that I actually am listening. So let's go <laughs> through, give me the other two so I can complete the list. So I'll feel like a complete sure. thing, so not, you know, like getting treaded out and then we'll go back and do them uh, individually. Okay. Right. So the first is your mindset. That is your first core, and and that's arguably your most important core, and and that without your mindset going working for you, you really can't build momentum and and accelerate in your other cores. Uh, your mindset is your overall perception on life. It's your attitude. It's your confidence level. It's basically knowing, not thinking, but knowing that you have everything within you to kick ass, take names, and there's nothing that can stop you. And obstacles are just temporary roadblocks waiting for solutions. Failure is mandatory. And so you're going to fail and you're going to learn and you're going to grow. And that's kind of the main core that you really want to make sure that you develop. Because again, if you don't have that, the others become incrementally harder. Then your next one is your career and your finances. And the way I look at career and finances is not just, are you making a ton of money? It's what are you are you waking up every day and saying, God, I cannot wait to get out of bed. I love what I do because I'm using my passions 
and I'm, I'm using my strengths and whatever weaknesses I have, I've outsourced, right? You understand that you have all three versus, you know, the society we grow up sometimes tries to make us feel like, oh, well, your weaknesses are something you need to work on, you need to improve. That's not how I necessarily look at it. And yes, there are some and there's gray areas, but in general, you're born a certain way. You're going to have certain gifts. Play to those gifts and those strengths. Don't try to force them into the job that you're doing where you're actually miserable every day because you're being forced to to to, to, to focus on your weaknesses, which also means you're not going to be doing the best job and you're not going to excel as much as you can, right? And then the finance part of that is essentially learning the, the law of compounding, making sure your money is working for instead of against you and making sure you're, you're your, your money is actually growing, whether you're working or not. Well, let me interrupt there before we go on to number three, I want to get, uh, I want to ask a tangential question about passion. So you mentioned that loving getting up what you're, you know, uh, to get up in the morning and love what you're doing. I'm going to argue that entrepreneurship and passion should not be connected that I am passionate for church, synagogue, mosque, hopefully that's first. And then family, kids, love, spouse, all of that kind of stuff. And then going to Disney, the Louvre, the Colorado river, spending time with my family. And that those are the things that the word passion is reserved for. I like what I do, but I I'm not passionate about it. It's not in the same category as taking the kids to Disney. And you shouldn't use the same word. It's crazy to use the same word. And it sends people down a bad path because they have to, they, oh, I have to, I have to figure out my passion to become an entrepreneur. No, you need to figure out what you can like a lot, really enjoy doing that. You'll get up excited to go do it every day, but you should be passionate for your hobbies, your love, you know. I don't think they should be connected. I am, however, passionate for the freedom, the process, the lifestyle, the fact that I can wear whatever I want. Thoughts, please, sir. Yeah, that is very interesting. And I am going to respectfully disagree. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree. First of all, I think that the way you're so sure that when, when you use the definition you use, I guess when I get through the five cores, it might make a little bit more sense, but right. I do go into relationships. I go into um, the last core is your emotional health and giving back. And those are the things that, that you just love to do, like in your free time and the things that make you happy and excited. And, you know, there's the relationship side of that, which is a core. There's the, I love to play golf. I need to make sure I'm doing these things, but I a hundred percent, because I've been on both sides of it can tell you that and, and not, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, right? None of this is easy, but if you can figure out what you really love doing, like what, and what you're really good at, and usually those two things tend to go hand in hand, not always, but if you can try to put those together and say, okay, this is where I want to end up in the end, right? This is what I want people to say about me at my funeral with my career and my finances. I don't want them to say, yeah, you know, he got up and he just, he kind of liked what he did, but you know, it paid the bills and he got through it and you know, he did an okay job and, and he, whatever. Uh, no, I want people to say, you, you could just see it in his eyes when he was talking about what he did. And when he was, you know, building this company, there was just literally nothing that was going to stop him. And you knew he was going to be successful because he was so passionate and he was so good at what he did. And he figured out how to outsource 
his weaknesses and, and get other people to team up and partner with for the things that he wasn't good at. He recognized that he failed beautifully because he, he knew that he had to fail in order to grow. And ultimately he kind of set a purpose and he was able to get there because of that. And to me, that's the ultimate fulfillment. I'm not saying you can't still be quote unquote happy if you do it the other way where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I like what I do, but really I'm just kind of getting through it so I can get my paycheck so that I can then go do the things I really love. Like, why not combine them? And what I'm here to say is it, it is possible because I've been on both ends of it. I'm not going to disagree that it's not possible, but I don't, here's my uh, extension. There are millions of people who want to be entrepreneurs that don't know what they're passionate about. So they're sitting on the sidelines waiting to be an entrepreneur and they never discover what they are passionate about. Or maybe they don't discover it because they never started a business in that space and grew the passion. And so I hate people sitting on the sidelines waiting for passion when they could start a pet grooming business that they really, 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 really like and discover that what they are passionate about is not having to report to the damn man. <laughs> so... Yes, I, I'm actually with you on that. So we, we well, let's wrap that agree. up though. again. It was tangential, and we're I got to pay attention to the clock. That's my other yeah, job, absolutely. That's okay. a good conversation, though. Yes, so you and I could spend a whole airline flight to Europe on that one. So, <laughs> sure number can. one, mindset, number two, careers, finance, number three, relationships. Yeah, number three is relationships. So, right, give it to I me fast. Uh, three different categories. It's your your acquaintances and colleagues. I would consider our conversation this, people that you're just meeting for the first time. How do you interact with them? Are you trying to build relationships and actually allies, or are you just like looking at your phone and just using them to, to get what you want in life? Next is your friends and your family. So these are the people you really care about, you spend a lot of time with. Are you proactively scheduling things to make sure you're doing the things with them? Are you on the same team as them? Are you working together or is it like your buddy heads? Um, and then the last is your significant other, if you have one. Not everybody has to have one, but if you do have one, you want to make sure similarly you're working together as a team and you're growing together versus a lot of relationships, the ego gets in the way and then it's all over because it's me versus them. And that's why divorce happens. And then the final one is your emotional health and your giving back. And this whoa, is essential. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's health also, right? Excuse me. Sorry. It's your, <laughs> physical health is your next one. I okay, yeah. But I, before that, I want to comment on your one, two, three. Those are just like yeah. the circles, uh, the Japanese or the Asian circles of life, the circles of influence. That you are at the center and then it radiates out. Um, so I think that's really useful. Uh, nice. That is great. All right, health. Yep, physical health. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Um, and forgive me. Yeah, stop me anytime. I'm just trying to get through it for the clock. Um, physical health is it's it's looking good. It's feeling good. It's having the energy and stamina to propel you for through life, right? It's looking like, good, damn it, huh? Well, looking good. <laughs> the reason that I the, the reason I put that in, honestly, is because it all ties into when 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 you're ex when you're eating good, when you're exercising, and you know you're getting enough sleep, you're gonna look better and you're gonna feel better, and that's gonna all that's gonna then tie back into your mindset, right? All of these kind of connect to one another. So as you start to build momentum in one, 
that's the cool thing. It's like the ripple effect. They trickle into the other and they all start feeding off of each other. And so the idea is you want to have balance in all of these. You don't want to just focus on one for too long. And so when you're looking, when you're feeling good, you're looking good, then all of a sudden you want to work out more. Then all of a sudden you want to start that new business that you've been just sitting on your, like you were just talking about sitting on your ass saying, Oh, one day, you know, and, and you just start kind of getting that energy to start taking you there. And, you know, not everybody wants to live forever, but if, if it is something that's important to you, you got to take care of yourself and you will extend your longevity. All right. Finally, number five, the emotional core and giving back. Yeah. Emotional health and giving back. So this is your, this is your overall sort of, are you stopping to smell the roses? Are you constantly stressed like a chicken with its head cut off, running around being pulled in a million different directions? Or are you stopping to kind of center yourself deep, breathe deeply, not dwell on things and make sure that the things that are important to you, those passions we discovered earlier are being incorporated regularly into your life versus just getting caught up with all these little things that you know that you have to do. And before you know it, a week's gone by, a month's gone by, a year's gone by before you've done things that really make you happy and get you excited inside. Like I was saying, let's call it playing golf. Let's call it spending time with the family, whatever. All right. So, Will, we have failing good, outsourcing weaknesses, a discussion of passion, the five core we haven't hit on buzzword habit yet. Yeah. So, and then just real quick, the second half of emotional health, it's the giving back part. So at the end of the day, we all have this need to, to give. And I think we all know when we've experienced giving, how good it feels and how, how great it is to put a smile on somebody's face to help somebody else. But yet it's in our nature. It's our primal instinct to be selfish and to not do that. So if you can kind of step outside and get that 10,000 foot view of your higher self and let he, him be in charge, you'll get way more by helping others than just being selfish. So habits, how that all ties into this. It's every single one of these cores. It just breaks down to what are the failure habits that you've developed in each and what are the success habits you want to repl- replace those with? And it's not universal for everybody. There are some universal ones that, you know, obviously like working out and eating well for your physical health. However, in terms of how you actually do those is going to be unique to each individual. So for instance, I have the habit right now while we're quarantined of at the end of the day, every single day, I used to go to the gym three times a week and play basketball, which I loved doing. So it didn't even feel like exercising. Then I put my podcast on and I'd lift weights. I'd be listening to a podcast. So it didn't even feel like I was lifting because I'd be more into the podcast before I knew it. I was like, oh, I just got through a workout. Um, Now I play with my kids at the end of the day. They jump on my back. I do push-ups. That's become part of my routine. That's how I'm getting exercise. I also, every weekend, go for two huge long walks with my family. And so, you know, for me, those have become the habits that are allowing me to build momentum in my physical health. And for each one of your cores, you can actually literally break down and just shine a big old spotlight on your life and say, okay, what am I doing in each of these cores that's hurting me, that's causing friction, that's causing negative momentum? And what do I want to replace them with? And then you just get to work and you start taking action. And what will you do when basketball becomes available? Be habit so, uh, and re, you know, go back to the old habit or keep this new habit. Good question. You know, and, and it's, it's, you just pivot and you, 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 you gotta be constantly flexible. Right. So now, my, now that my kids so love pivot, this, you're going back to basketball. 
Well, no, you got to pivot with whatever the situation is. So first I had to pivot to this when basketball, when the gyms were closed because of the quarantine. Now, if basketball reopens, I got to say, okay, my kids, I, I can either say, okay, well, my kids really don't really care about this. It's more, I'm getting something out of it. And I, I prefer doing the basketball. Or if I say, you know what, my kids are really getting something out of this. I'm, I'm bonding with them while I'm doing it. And it's really fun, which is, that's actually the answer. Then I say, how can I incorporate that as well? Right. So maybe instead of every day, doing that. Maybe it's, I go to the gym two to three times a week and I do that with them two, three times a week. Right. So then I'm kind of doing a blend. Will Moore, everybody. And you can find him at four momentum and it's M O O R E not the M O the M O O R E momentum.com. Will, how else do you want us to find you? Follow you online. All that stuff, please. That's that's the best place. To, it's easy for people to remember. More momentum. And then at the top, I've got my social media. Um, I've got a page where you can follow me, and we we give daily inspirational things, and, and I do little experiments and fun stuff, and I share stuff about my family. And we do interviews with other people and talk about just the same kind of stuff we're talking about here. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Great stuff. And uh, just really appreciate it being with us. I hope you will come back and share some more. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jim. This has been great. I appreciate your time. And we will be right back. That's it for today's episode of the Five Core Live podcast. If you have not already, please follow and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. And of course, if you got a ton of value and you think someone else in your network might as well, share the podcast so others can enjoy. That's it. Now it's time for you to go fire on all cylinders. See you next time. Get moving. Build momentum. Join the movement. Go to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five cores.